Good afternoon, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So let's get started. Here are your hosts, Laurieann Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. I'm your host, Laurieann Rising. And I'm Uncle Mark Olmstead. If you're a mom like me, you know what it's like to love your children, work to live up to every expectation of motherhood you've ever been taught you need to, and then wake up one day to realize you don't know who you are anymore as a woman, a person, or an individual. We're talking with one woman today who's helping all moms find ourselves in motherhood again. I'm so grateful to welcome Lisa Johnson DeFranco to the show today. She's the founder of the Liberty Community, which is an online community for moms creating the life they desire. After losing herself in motherhood, Lisa started this community to help mothers thrive instead of just survive. She's a mom to two beautiful girls from Brisbane, Australia, who asks herself daily, how can I be more me? She's a fun-loving creative who helps others uncover and live the life, their life authentically. So welcome, Lisa, all the way from Australia. Get out of down under. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a real pleasure to be here. Well, thank you so much for um, uh, crossing the, uh, the pond <clears throat> in this uh, digital sense, anyway. So... <laughs> So the Liberty community, now that would be easily communi- uh, miscommunicated here. So it's L-I-V-E-R-T-Y community. Yes. I'll explain yeah. that. I'll explain that. Um, yes. I don't know if you got it, but uh, so it's a mix between two words, live and liberty. So live a free life. That's perfect. Okay. That's a good objective. Uh, um, let's, let's, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. So what... <laughs> Why do you do what's what, what what was the impetus of uh, getting a free life a little more close to home, I guess? Oh, well, I guess, as Laurie mentioned, you know, when I lost myself in motherhood, uh, I, I, um, I just I didn't know who I was anymore, or what I wanted. And so I started to have this vision for what a community could look like that really Um, supports mothers in living their best life. And so, you know, on my journey to do that for myself, I'm like, wow, I just need to start this community so we can help each other because it's, it's so difficult, you know, I, and I think that, you know, um, we used to in the, a long time ago, you know, live in these villages where there would be that community support and we would all help each other out. And I think life is a lot easier in that sense. And now that we're all so separate, you know, people are, you know, moving away from their families. We feel like we all have to do it all for ourselves or we're failing. And then we're failing because <laughs> well, we're trying to do it all for ourselves. And it's not meant to be that way. It wasn't meant to be that way. And it doesn't have to be that way. So that's why I've started this community to really help mothers remember who they are and what they want in their life and that they don't have to be a martyr mother and just do everything for their children and leave nothing for themselves. This is all before quarantining and everything. <laughs> right. So has this been, uh, how long have you uh, had community established? Oh, it's been developing for a long while, a lot of it in my head, right? <laughs> you know, a lot of planning, a lot of planning, and it's, it's only sort of coming into fruition now. So, um, yeah, so it's all coming together now, this community. And, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And what I realised was that before we could actually physically start helping each other is that we actually had to... Um, change our mindset and our beliefs around that before we just jump into, okay, I'm going to go help my neighbor, you know, it's like, and they'd be like, no, I don't need any help. (laughs) Right. Changing our minds. I mean, all that, that three, three very big words. Yeah. Uh, And that, that is so important for, I mean, I think when, when we were kind of discussing the shows and coming up before we were talking a little bit about, 
kind of the old paradigm of motherhood that got us here in the first place and those underlying beliefs and, you know, shifting those beliefs, like which ones for you when you started your journey came up that you had to really like focus on and address first? Oh, that's a really, really, really good question. Um, I would have to say that the age old, I don't have time for that because, you know, we have time for whatever we want to prioritize and then whatever we prioritize is, is, is our beliefs, right? So I don't have time for that. You know, there's a, there's a few right there, right? I don't have time for that. And then, okay, I have time for what I'm prioritizing. What am I prioritizing and why am I prioritizing those things? Which is obviously when you're a new mum, you're prioritizing survival, you know, the survival of your baby and your physical survival, not so much your mental survival, your physical survival, <laughs> And even that, not so much, right? So there's, yeah, just a lot of beliefs there, right there. And those are the main ones because that's where you're at. That's where your attention. When you say prioritizing that, when you're talking, I mean, uh, which, like, like are you referring to like a social life or having having friends over or doing something other than taking care of your child and your family? And I mean, you're just saying, I don't have time for anything other than, the basics uh, the, yeah. is that's the what you're referring okay okay well, yeah the, just... the literal survival what i actually need to be doing and and exactly what what do i need to be doing right what is that you know what what are your beliefs about what you need to be doing and where do those beliefs come from are they mine do i own them mm-hmm. or are they something that's been taught to me by my parents, my, you know, my society, my community, my culture, where has that come from? Mm-hmm. And does it actually serve me in what I'm trying to create for my life? Right. Um, now, were, were you close to your parents and your family Did, growing up? Was that a, did you have a, a good relationship or are they still around? Yes. Yes. And I did have a, a very good relationship and I obviously still do. They're still around. So I have a great relationship with my parents. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like we, and I'm not saying anything about my parents' parenting style or anything like, like that, but it's, it's um, you know, it's natural that we take on what, what we've been demonstrated to, right? So my parents demonstrated their parenting style and their beliefs to me. And it's natural that I would take that on, but I don't have to keep that. And we take that on from a very, 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 very young age. We don't even know it. (laughs) And we start to, and we own it, right? It's ours. And it's part of my identity. This is who I am. And this is the things that I believe. And this is how life is. And we don't realize that we can start to question that and, and start to, to change that you were mentioning the ways that we pick up our belief systems. And I was just thinking, you know, yes, our our parents and our families are very instrumental. And so are, so is TV and movies and some of the other places that, you know, reflect the culture. And I'm just thinking back to how, how often growing up I saw situations where it's like, Oh, you know, women who have, a life or a purpose and then they get married and motherhood is all that they have then or all that they're supposed to be and this idea that we're supposed to find ourselves in motherhood and be totally fulfilled by that and I have met women who are and I am in awe of them I wish I could be that and live up to that and I also know that we are all different for a reason I of my kids. And I, I, you know, I think every mother would. And so many of us have something more to that is our own to express. And I love seeing the shift a little bit in our culture and the work that you're doing to break down that paradigm. So thank you mm. for that. And I'm curious, you know, how have you seen that show up for you? I mean, this work, there's probably a a before and after in your life to some degree. Um, You know, who, who were you before and, and 
was there a moment that you sort of woke up, I guess? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love that. And yeah, I guess for me, um, I, you know, took on all of those beliefs surrounding us as we've been talking from my parents and society and media, as you say, yes. Um, and my culture. And I was, yeah, I was, you know, I'd like to say I was drowning in motherhood because I did all of the things that I thought I should be doing. And I didn't understand why I wasn't happy because I wasn't one of those women who was just lit on on fire by motherhood. Of course, I love my children to bits. Like I would not give them up for anything, but I wasn't fulfilled by what I was doing. I wasn't fulfilled by you know, I, I had this idea I had to be a stay-at-home mom and look after my children like my, my mom did for us when we were growing up. And I'm like, okay, I just have to soldier through. This is a, this next six months, it's, this is a really tough six months. And then the next year and, you know, the next little bit, I just have to keep going, keep going, keep going. And I just wasn't satisfied. I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. And I got to a point like it was affecting my relationship. And I was like crying for like two weekends, like two weeks straight or something for one period where I'm just like, I'm just so, so sad. And um, I I realized that I had a uh, soulful depression. So where my soul really wanted one thing, but I kept telling it, no, 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 not now sorry, you're a mother now and this is what you've decided to do because I had, I had decided to be that mother. And <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't the, the best mother in the world because I was, you know, I was not happy. So I was grouchy. I was grumpy. I was not treating my kids how I really wanted to. And so then I was upset about that. Mm. So I'd beat myself up. And obviously I wasn't a good uh, I wasn't, you know, using inverted commas here, I wasn't a good wife either, <laughs> mm. you know, because I wasn't being my best self. I was unhappy. Mm. And my pet, you know, my husband and my children, they deserve better than that. And so I realized at, at one point, <laughs> uh, the critical moment was, it was it's weird, okay. We were, I don't know, it was the weekend and I was really upset. And so we were going to go buy a chicken, <laughs> not, not a dead chicken, a real chicken because we have chickens and for some reason we needed another chicken. Uh, and my husband decided this is going to be your chicken. It's for you because you're, you know, you're sad. Let's go buy you a chicken. So I went and chose this chicken. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's a silky. So they're little white chickens with this, I like to call it a pom-pom head. So it's absolutely ridiculously cute. <laughs> and I called it hope because even though I was really sad and down right now, I still had hope. And so I think it was sort of at that point that I decided I need to make some changes about how I'm living my life because I'm unhappy mm. and that's it. And this is enough. Mm. And w- how did your family respond to some of the changes as you started making them? I mean, I guess maybe it's more like, was it an inside journey first and did they notice or was it something that you all worked through together or, or how did that, how did that process happen? I would say it is more, it was more so an inside job for a long, long time. And we think, you know, I think that, um, yeah, I think that maybe potentially women think that it, you know, I'll just go run myself a bath and I'll feel better. Right. I'll go <laughs> paint my nails. Uh, you know, We'll go out with my friends and everything will be magic again. No, because the only person that was stopping myself from being happy was myself. So I wouldn't allow, you know, even if I did all of those things, that wouldn't change how I would feel in general. Maybe it'd be a moment, you know, moment of, okay, bliss in the bath, but nothing's going to change if I, if I hadn't have done the inside work to actually allow myself to be happy no matter what my circumstances were. So what was that inside work involving? What did you what did you find to do? I mean, there's a lot of classes and studies and different things that people. Uh, I've even, uh, I just I've been in, involved with a move right now, and I've, I've been just 
it's been so cool to find some of my old tape setup, you know, series things that I, I found at Tony Robbins' uh, personal power thing the other day and started listening to that. That's some good stuff in there, mm. you know? I don't know if you've ever heard some of his his motivational things, not to do a big, you know, rah-rah for, for old Tony Robbins stuff, but, but man, that, that stuff is timeless, basically, you know? Mm. And I just found it so empowering and so encouraging to be, you know, going through my old, <laughs> my old stuff and actually giving it a listen to think, well, is this something I really want to keep? Do I have to have this around still? And oh man, you know, I mean, it it's um. I, so I was I was curious, a long way of asking, what did you find for your um, your personal inner process to to help you? Well, I think it was, it, it's really started in the, in myself creating a vision first of what I really wanted, how I wanted to be as a mother, what I really wanted my life to, to look like. And then also I had, you know, this sort of vision of this community as well, because I'm like, I'm drowning in all the stuff and I just need help. So I'm like, okay, I've got this vision for this community. And in that work, you know, in starting that community, you know, I realized then that, you know, there was a lot of work that I needed to do to actually allow myself to step up to being the person that created this community. And then also simultaneously at the same time, the work that I needed to do to actually step into living the life that I wanted to live. And that would have to be a lot of shedding and letting go of all of the beliefs that I had that were holding me back. And so um, I haven't done a lot of uh, any work with Tony Robbins, but my business mentors and, and um, yeah, spiritual mentors and, and, and people like that, that I look up to do a lot of similar work and yeah, it's, I'm a life coach. So I've done a training in that as well. And so now I really understand on reflection, what I started to do by myself, by um, stepping into, to um, starting this community was working on those beliefs and what was actually holding me back and having that belief that motherhood have to look like this. Like, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Who said it does? Yeah. Like I can change that and it can look however I want. And okay, what is that? So I was deciding what I actually wanted, how I wanted mother to, motherhood to look like and starting to actually be the person that already had what I wanted that's wonderful and that's not that's not like one day to the other right that's oh, like no that's that's a process of years yeah. to As, yeah uncover yeah, and adjust and test and try out and figure it out and yeah mm. for sure not, you know it's not a it's not a completed process either I mean, no it's not, no it's it, and that's that's our personal evolution that's continual like it'll never end right so what is that next vision that i have for my life and who is that person who really has what I want? What, how do they behave? What do they tell themselves? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. And then stepping into actually being that person now. So it sounds like what you did was really surround yourself with role models to learn mm-hmm. from and mentors and support system. Uh, that, I mean, and that just, that makes so much sense. We have, I, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I get the impression that so many of us, especially women, we have this idea that, you know, I, I have to do it myself. And there's almost a level of guilt or shame in asking for help sometimes, or, you know, especially when it comes to motherhood. I mean, I, I've done it too. And, and I heard you do it. It's like, you know, I, I want something for myself. I still love my children. Like somehow they're mutually exclusive ideas. Like there's this mm. underlying guilt being expressed, even in having to justify, we still love our children, even though we want something more for ourselves. I've never heard a father talk like that. Can I, mm. can I can I offer an, a, another perspective I'm having at the moment? I, it's sure. There's perspective, but but what about <clears throat> how could this potentially be something that might be derived basically from our onslaught of 
media and the, all the conversations about like how you know you're supposed to be doing it all you're supposed to you know our, our lives are are nothing if they're not you know juggling you know oh anybody can juggle kids and and a career and you know look at the movies look at you know nine to five or whatever i mean i don't know what what kind of examples but but you know that seems it seems like perhaps in this modern age women are being encouraged to feel like they're not doing enough by just taking care of the kids mm. i guess is what i'm trying to get to and and what what kind of manipulation maybe is going on that we're we're being victimized by essentially as mothers that mm. we need to maybe pay closer attention to and that maybe maybe it really actually is okay to just be home with the kids without letting all that other stuff in is this maybe I, i'm on left field here or you know what? I'm I'm actually going to interrupt because we need to take a short break. So I think that's a wonderful question and topic to come back to in just a couple of moments. But before we do, I want to tell you about the song that's coming up right after the break. It's a new original by Mike Glick. He's a singer, songwriter, and an amazing musician. He was actually a guest on our show right before the election and shared several of his songs with us. This one is a brand new original. It's called The Bear, COVID Blues. And it's about Mike's experience with COVID very early during the pandemic. And he sent along a very personal note that I'd like to read for you. Mike says, I spent 12 days in the hospital in the early days of the pandemic, the first few near death. Lying on one's back for most of some 300 hours gives one plenty of time to think. First, once I started getting better, I realized how lucky I was to be at a major hospital in New York City. Then my thoughts drifted to a consideration of how, though she has been slow to react, this is a form of Mother Nature's revenge, as we have ignored the effects of climate change. Then fellow songwriter and singer Pat Wichter got in touch with me to offer support. Though Pat had not needed to go to the hospital, he had COVID too, and has spent a long time in recovery, a long hauler like myself, though we are both largely over the residual effects. Pat compared the disease to a bear, something that grips you and releases its grasp very slowly. I thought a lot about that too, then asked Pat if it was okay with him if I used that metaphor in a song. So we have the bear, COVID blues, though by no means a traditional blues, but nonetheless something that is creating a lot of blues for a lot of people. Thank you, Mike Glick, for sharing your song and your experience. Stay tuned to hear the bear right after this. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's best indie book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit truesunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Lorianne Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit LorianneRising.com. Yes, there's 
a big old bed just rooting around. He will freeze you and squeeze you, put his arms around your chest. He may leave you alive, bring on your death, but he'll leave an impression you'll never forget. Yes, you remember that bear till your very last breath. He used to be hunted even from birth. His days they grew short like his mother the earth. But now he's the hunter out and they're running free We should have known better still, we just let him bleed There's a big old bear just rooting around Roaming the earth, his nose to the ground His reach lasts forever, his desire unbound Yes, there's a big old bear just rooting Nature. He's his mother's revenge Once a part of that bounty On which one could depend But now he's the shadow Oh, who can bring back your end His grip brings about a sweet lethargy You want to cast him aside But he won't set you free he can put you to sleep, take your very last breath He's dealing the cards and this is your last bed listening to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. And that was Mike Glick's new song, The Bear, COVID Blues. You can learn more about Mike and hear more of his music at www.generations-music.com. We're here with Lisa Johnson, the Franco, founder of Liberty Community, exploring how to redefine motherhood so moms can thrive, not just survive. And we were just talking about the, uh, I, I was proposing actually a question about why can't moms just be happy being home, being moms these days? I mean, what's, you know, is there some cultural uh, stress creating phenomena going on that's, that's you know, having us be drawn both directions or are we feeling that or is there something we need to be looking at or I don't know what do you think I love that question because uh you know <laughs> why can't we just that was a question I was asking myself why can't I just be happy why mm. can't I just be happy and I think the answer is um well I don't know right the thing is I was picked up out of a career that I, I did really enjoy the social situations, uh, the work that I was doing, I felt quite fulfilled by. And then obviously had all these ideas about what motherhood ha- should be for myself. And I wasn't happy. And that's okay. Right? That's okay. Mm-hmm. Why is there this expectation that we should be happy? by doing, by being just a mother, right? You know, why, why uh, could so you I, Mark not be happy being a 
I don't know, an uncle or no, you know, like a bartender, <laughs> I, right? Yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, on one hand, I really get where the question is coming from because there is something I think in our culture that puts so much pressure on all of us as human beings to constantly be productive, constantly doing more, constantly, you know, and then as parents, it's that much more because there's kids involved in the picture. But there is also a level at which it's like, well, when was the last time we ever asked a father why he can't just be happy staying home being dad? Why does he need his career? We Hmm. don't ask that question of dads because the expectations are different. Hmm. Our, our, Our culture seems to make it okay for dads to want to have some level of self-fulfillment as an individual being. Why can't moms do the same without the guilt or the pushback or, you know, some of those, because we're just as varied as human beings as dads are, you know? (laughs) And I think there are dads who really love being home with the kids and are totally fulfilled. I think that would be- And there are moms who are- totally fulfilled by being moms and there's wide variety in between so and then the next so then the next question though is also it's you know when it was triggered by the term just a mom that i heard a little while ago not sure where that came from but but the idea that that there could ever be a more important job on the planet to me is ridiculous um you know personally i I feel like given what i've been learning about uh you know the importance of every single thing going into a child's experience up until the age of seven being downloaded turns out that that, there's like uh, bruce lipton talks about how a child is is having every experience they don't even have to be taught he says in his biology belief that they don't even have to be taught that they, they are downloading every single thing that happens directly into their subconscious and that is going to be their experience for the rest of their life or their or their their foundational education of how they relate to the world and so i i i think i feel like there's this this level of disconnect from the importance mm-hmm. maybe of, of, of the job of being a parent and and how our society is allowing or encouraging that relationship development you know to happen and i guess i guess this you know well yeah <laughs> i feel like it's really something that there there couldn't be a more important job and so you know i we may just need a, a paradigm shift around this this Yes. Description of the job, maybe. I totally agree with that. And uh, I totally agree that I think it is that, like, as you do, it's the most important job because we're literally creating our future, the future of the world with our children. And so then the question is, it's like, what as a mother do I want to teach my children about being a motherhood and living life? Do I want to teach my children? And this is one of my favorite things too. tips to give mothers is like, do I want to teach my children that life is about suffering, being frustrated, being grumpy, not treating my children nice, not being fulfilled? Or do I want to teach my children that life is about going for your vision, creating a vision, being the person that you're meant to be, being living your unique genius in this world and sharing that with everyone, including my children. Like, it doesn't have to be, I'm just mother. Like, who am I? How can I? Mother, motherhood is just a, a, a role that I play. I'm not just a mother. I am me and I'm a mother at the same time. And how can I, you know, how can I show my children and demonstrate to my children what it looks like and what it feels like to live an inspiring, fulfilling life so that they can then go and do the same? That is the best way to teach anything, of course, is to do it. And they are everything that you do and all the unhappinesses and all the... Exactly. So I think you're... That, that's spot on. I mean, we, we have to... We have to get to that level of demonstration. 
absolutely agree. And and so and and so to be creating a community and and, and I think uh, what we've found personally, at least I can speak for myself, having this at this particular time, you know, with this this uh, pandemic going on and all these this global shifts that are taking place feels like to have something that is contributive to not just the family, not just ourselves, but but to the entire community, to the to entire world, if possible, uh, is a, a a wonderful way to know that I have, I'm actually trying to do something. If we have this radio program we're doing. It's just a little thing, but but you know, and then I write my music. I mean, it's just another little thing, but I'm trying. You know, we're trying to. You know, I've got this kids book, and it's just a little thing, but I'm trying. You know, <laughs> and and to 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 be Taking those steps, I think, and demonstrating that for children is, is about the best of anybody. Yeah, and, and fortunately, you're fading out just a little bit there. But um, yeah, those little things are so important every day, all the time, and definitely. I'm, I'm curious, Lisa. You know, there's there were choices that you made along the way, of course, and you have made some adjustments and changes, but what do you think life would look like now if you had chosen not to change, I guess, if you had, you know, if you had chosen not to step into being more authentic in, in your life, how, I guess, where would you be, do you think? I don't even want to think about it. I'm tearing <laughs> up just thinking about it. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, I would probably be um, divorced. I would probably, uh, yeah, I don't know, be living mm -hmm. with my parents. Um, I would, my children would uh, not enjoy time with me. I would be a grumpy mother. And yeah, it wouldn't be good. Like I'd probably be totally clinically depressed. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I'm so glad. <laughs> that I listened to my body. I listened to my body and my soul and started listening in and just saying, I don't have to feel like this. Life doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be, um, yeah, I don't have to, to live like this. Mm -hmm. And I think that, as I said before, that I think that a lot of mums who are struggling in this space do just believe that, you know, this is just how it is right now and this is how it's going to be. And then they go on and on as, you know, I was fearing that I would just then. Mm -hmm. And they end, you know, in divorce potentially or um, their children moving out and then they don't know who they are and what they want in life. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it so many times. I've seen it so many times. So, you know, start now. Yeah. So what having gone through this process create the vision for women who are really kind of in that place like what what is life like now for you that you started this you're doing this you know what what is that like what do what do women have to look forward to I guess oh well I'm no longer the grumpy mother <laughs> I am fun I am happy of course, sometimes I have to like, you know, hurry my children along and push them along. And sometimes I do get grumpy, but it's not a continual feeling. Like I can let go of that. I can release that grumpiness. You know, that grumpiness is not something that sits on my shoulders and I carry around all day long anymore. Like I can feel that grumpiness in the moment and go, oh, this is like grating on me. And I can go, oh, I don't need to hold on to that. And I can release it. You know, that's like as a mother and then as a person, because you're not just a mother. As a person, I'm just feeling lit on fire by the work I'm doing, just talking to you guys, having this conversation, just imagining the difference that this is going to make in the people who are listening to this. This just lights me up. Um, and my day-to-day -day. like I know that every day I'm going to be doing you know my work in the world and I just feel so good and obviously that rolls into my you know how I feel and how I behave with my 
children and my family, my husband, my relationship with my husband is obviously no longer on the, on the rocks, right? You know, we're really good. We're really solid and it's fantastic now. Was, was there some that, that, that he was able to, things that he was able to do that, that helped you through that process? And can you, can you kind of describe maybe uh, uh, the beneficial, the role that he played that was beneficial to you? He was very supportive and he uh, not was, he is very supportive. Um, but I'm just talking for reflecting back in that time. So what did he, that look like? What did he yeah. Do? He, um, he did support me in starting this community. He, you know, obviously like, um, not obviously, but our situation was, uh, he was working full time and, I'm a stay-at-home mother, so financially he's supporting our family solo while I'm building this. Um, and, yeah, so he allowed me to, you know, because I think a lot of mums think once their kids go back to school, they've got to go find a job and whatever else. It's like, no, I need – I feel called to make this community now because I know what – a difference this work has made for me and I want to help other women to make this change in their life as well. So I feel felt so called to do that. And my husband has supported me in that. Um, and yeah, so he, yeah, supported me that way. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, just being there for me, right. Just being there for me and, and, allowed me the space and the time and space to make the change that I needed to in my head. He couldn't help me do that. No one can help you do that. You've got to make the changes in your um, mindset yourself. Someone can show you the way, but you can't, they can't hop inside your head and like rewire things in there. Right. That was work I had to do myself. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I'm I'm curious, you know, sometimes when we're doing this work on ourselves, we start, uh, I want to say, making different choices in our life or doing things differently with other people. Sometimes maybe we stop doing something for someone that we used to do, or we adjust how we spend our time. And that can occasionally create a little bit of um, ruffled feathers, maybe, with other people and, you know, things like that. I'm, I'm curious you know, did any of that come up for you or was it relatively smooth or how did those kinds of situations get handled? Totally, totally did. Uh, not so much in my outside life, but mostly in my, uh, yeah, my relationship with my husband because I started saying, no, I'm not going to do the dishes right now. I'm not going to clean the floors right now. And he had to start slowly accepting that because that wasn't my priority anymore. And I made that quite clear. It's like, um, I need to be working between these hours. And if I start getting distracted with all of the household stuff, my day is gone. Mm -hmm. Right. So I had to start, um, yeah, changing those, the way that I worked and what was important to me and, Cleaning the house is not one of my priorities, much to his disgust. <laughs> I can relate to that one. <laughs> Definitely. And that's uh, been okay. And he understands that. And so it, it took him a bit to be okay with that. And it's not going to happen overnight when you do start to make these changes. But I think you have to be totally clear about what it is you want and what you need to do to get what you where you want to go. And if I continue to clean the house and do all of that stuff all day long, then I wasn't going to do the work that I needed to do to get where I wanted. So it's like, that was a, probably the biggest change that I made in my life that affected, uh, yeah, my, my, my relationship. But, you know, as I said, for the better, because I'm happier, we're happier. Mm -hmm. Well, and happiness is, I would say, far more important than having everything spick and span 100% of the time. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you keep the house clean enough, you know, for, for a healthy environment, but exactly. there's a level of, you know, acceptability sometimes. It, it, 
you know, shifts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, that sometimes even I have to draw the line. I'm like, that's it. I've got to do this, but right. you know, it can wait another few days or this is more important now. So yeah, it's just, yeah. Shifting those beliefs about what's okay and what, what's most important right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And obviously, you know, your children or, you know, there's, especially with mums who have small babies, obviously, you know, there's always going to be things that are going to interrupt you and things that you absolutely have to deal with right now, especially with young, young children. Um, but yeah, but it, you know, other things, there's other things that you can start to go. Actually, it's really important for me to sit down right now and check in with myself and decide what it is that I really want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know when I first started working at home and the kids were gone and, and having some of those conversations, there were days where, you know, I remember my, my husband at the time coming home and being frustrated that, you know, well, but you didn't do laundry today. It's like, well, but I was working and he's, and the conversation was like, well, but you're here. It doesn't take that much. And, and it's like, yeah, but I have priorities and the laundry is perfectly fine sitting there for another day, you know, Mm -hmm. and having those kinds of conversations as, you know, everything kind of needs to shift around that, new priority and and the new vision and the new goals that you have and it's it's wonderful to have a situation where you had that support and continue to have that support because it it can be a little rough sometimes for people yeah definitely and I'm not taking yeah that's totally true um everyone's situation is different and um yeah yeah, it, it, there's no, yeah, ever, like I said, everyone's situation is different. You have to deal with your own devils and circumstances and whatever else. But at the same time, if you are, you know, continuing to just stay on that hamster wheel of life, where is that going to take you, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to continue to not, uh, what's the, the saying? Uh, rock the status quo, right? Mm, yeah, rock the boat. <laughs> you know, if you're going to keep going where you, the way that you're going, is that going to take you where you want to go, where you want to be, where you really want to be and how you really want to live your life? And is it worth it right now to make a change? Yeah. Well, what do they say about the definition of insanity is, you know, keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that we can really get really, um, uh, what's the word? Just relax and go, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Years will go by. Years will go by. Oh, life will be okay in the future. But if you don't really have a really solid plan about what it is you really want, then you're not gonna you're not gonna go there, right? You need a direction. You need to put in the GPS. This is mm. where I'm going, and yeah. which direction? So the route can change, but I want to start working my way there. Mm. And if I don't have that in the GPS, then we're just going round and round in circles. Yeah, and going wherever the wind takes you, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you could sit down with the woman you were, you know, maybe when your oldest daughter was born, you know, what would you tell the woman that you were then? Ooh, I would, I think we mentioned this earlier, but I would tell myself to, to remember that children will follow in your footsteps. Mm. And so they're going to take on the beliefs that you have right now about motherhood and about life in general. And do you want them to have those beliefs? And what do you actually want them to believe? Believe that for yourself now. Wow. That is mm-hmm. a really powerful thought. And thank you for that. We're, we're actually getting to the end of our show for today, which is a wonderful thought to to leave things on but i want to make sure that people have a way to reach you and find you so where where can they do that well at the moment we are on instagram and facebook at liberty community and it's l-i-v-e-r-t-y community so you can find us there and we also have a conscious mother circle 
um, attached to the Facebook page there. And, uh, or you can just search in groups, um, search Conscious Mother Circle, and it has the tagline, Making Time for Me in Motherhood. Mm-hmm. So we have a um, challenge in there every week, a free challenge that you can join so we can start to, you know, make those small shifts and start to make, you know, make small amounts of time for yourself every week, whether it just have a quiet coffee to yourself or, you know, start um, making art or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do for yourself. So we have a great little um, challenge in there every week, which I would um, encourage any mothers to come and join us in there. Wonderful. Oh, how about kids book? How how about children's book authors? (laughs) Only mothers are allowed in there, Uncle Mark. I can't. Oh, dang. (laughs) You might have to make a few more changes in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for joining (laughs) us today and sharing your experience and the work you're doing in the world. Really, really appreciate it. I do want to just remind our listeners that Uncle Mark and I are on a mission to create a world that works for everyone and uplift voices that aren't typically heard. So if you or someone you know is an author, a musician, or an innovator who's challenging old paradigms and opening hearts and minds, we want to help you reach our worldwide audience. So visit riseandshineasone.com to learn more. We've had so much fun today, and we hope you have too. To continue to create shows like this, we need your support. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. It's easy. Just visit our website at riseandshineas1.com and use the links on the contact us page to find, like, and follow us. While you're there, click on fan club to access premium content, music, videos, extended interviews, and more that we don't share anywhere else. All proceeds raised by your membership go directly to creating great content for you and your family. Until next week, wherever you are, there's always time. For remembering to rise and shine. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining. Joy, sound of the joy, sound.